Another episode of Three Dads that are talking about anime. I'm Zach, aka Chest. I'm Cole, also known as Cole. Mm. And I'm Ben, also known as Ben. No, that, that was it. That's, that was it. That was sorry. Just one. I want to conti- continue. Oh, the I did it already. I was kidding about the. Throat clearing thing. <clears throat> That's okay. You can clear your throat. Ah, what a day! It's been so such a fun day for me. How's it been for you guys? How are you guys? In general, in life, Gulp is crying, <laughs> cry face. What is that? <laughs> hey, you know, I knew uh, you were going to ask that question, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't prepare anything, but that's, yeah, my, that's my week hasn't been great. I, but good news, either. good news for you fellas. Uh, my furnace shut off. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that is good news. That is yep, good your news. house. So your family will freeze, but we will have good audio. We'll have mm-hmm. decent audio. Yeah. <laughs> I had eggnog today. We went oh. Christmas tree. Yeah. Christmas tree shopping, got a Christmas tree. Uh, and they had eggnog from there's a there's a um, creamery like an hour away. Uh, that sells the most amazing ice cream and chocolate milk, and they make eggnog, and it was it's really good. So it was fun. That's great. Do you yeah. uh, you both do real Christmas trees, or you uh, go the fake route? When we were in Dubuque, we did fake ones, but here there's a plethora and abundance of Christmas tree farms. Uh, so we and growing up, I did real ones. So so we bought a real one this year. It will remain to be seen if we do that every year. Hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Cold. Uh, we do fake right now. Uh, but we. Boo. We, I always grew up with a real tree. Hello. Fake tree. Oh, I'm sorry, my wife. I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Whoops. Got it out of there. Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah. Probably hunted down right now. Oh my goodness. This is, when, this is when we need our trigun bleep of. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be good uh we got we went tree hunting for my parents and she my wife really liked it so we might be doing that from now on um, cool which wouldn't bother me um another thing maybe for editing reasons uh will this episode air after christmas <laughs> this one no okay no i don't think so i'd have to check the schedule oh because <laughs> uh, you're like i went christmas tree shopping yesterday it's yeah like, oh it's because everything was on sale. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. In January. <laughs> we bought one. Now, now I'm like subconscious. I can't remember. Yeah, for those know. of you who don't know uh, our audience, we didn't record this on the Sunday before you hear it. It's usually a few weeks before. So yeah, that's, Well, that's I guess true. if we spill the beans, then it doesn't matter. But but it is we've never that's the mat that's the magic of recording people is you you don't typically oh yeah this one's before christmas so we're good yeah. this will be this will, well <laughs> never mind it's two days after christmas oh, i thought so, so good. i thought so that's, but that's okay because see i would still have bought a tree it right. wouldn't have mattered to, see, for the I, year after yeah just ignore everything <laughs> we just said people uh i it's been 
Christmas was yesterday, and uh, I had a great Christmas, by the way. Yeah, I unwrapped so many presents of that were not mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask y'all because we talked about it either the other week or the week before that. Did y'all have any like uh, accounts that flooded your mind from our college years? Oh, by the way, uh, we do fake Christmas tree. Thanks, (laughs) thanks for asking. You know how many times that happens where it's like two <laughs> two of us answer and then we move on and yep. the other person's like, I mean, I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> anyway, we don't really care. So, um, yeah. but I'm glad. Did you always do fake Christmas trees? Yeah, I think I have a couple memories and this probably plays into why I prefer fake trees, actually. I know. Uh, but every time we got a real tree growing up, again, I think it was like once or twice. It was crap everywhere and like Mm. getting it into the house and then getting it out of the house. And like, I realized fake trees, they drop their stuff too, but it's just like in that one spot and they just put it back in the box. You put it downstairs and then you get it back out of the box the next year. And it's, uh, to me, it's, it's good. And it looks good. And I still, I still have the Christmas spirit, you know, It's it's real to me. And monetarily, you come out ahead. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Oh, um, financially, right? you're you're you're. Oh, in the, right, right. You're in the black. Does that make sense? Oh, is that right? Is that wrong? <laughs> I can't remember from way back. <laughs> I think that's a casino term. Oh, okay. Um, one year, one year we had a lot. Well, we always had live trees. One year, we woke up on Christmas morning, and we wow. had some we had some visitors from our Christmas tree. Yeah, it was a good story. Thank you. Um, we had visitors. You'll appreciate this because it was a lot of cleanup. There was all these green things on the floor and they were moving and a praying mantis nest had hatched out of our tree. Oh. Yeah, oh, we, vacu- we vacuumed them up. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. So That's fire gross. beware. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> this is such an episode. Yeah, I don't even have a comment for that. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh wonder what goodness. happens when bugs get, uh, once after they get vacuumed, do they, are the they bug? just like hanging out in there? Mm, probably blunt force trauma to the head. Probably death. I'm guessing death. I know eventually, Not- I mean when you clean out your vacuum, there's not a bunch of bugs crawling around, but like, I feel like the moment they get sucked in there, maybe there's a few minutes of like, what the heck just happened, George, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) George, what are we doing? Let's get comfortable. (laughs) I don't know. You could get into the world around like that. Anyway, anime, right? (laughs) <laughs> it's just like an anime. One time I watched. Now I'm just not gonna do that. I went well, to New Jersey pr- and uh, <laughs> guy, guy, guy <laughs> helped me with my gas, and I said, "What?" <laughs> that is still a good story. It I would is. listen. I would listen to it. I'm gonna go listen to that episode after this. It's my favorite story of the show. If I far. can, if I can find it. 
Oh gosh. Well, yeah. after all all that, I don't we, think this is. My... I'm having so much fun already, but we're gonna lose no. all of our listeners. No, they <laughs> like they like they like this. It's we don't go off track that much, like to the extreme that we have. To. We haven't even gotten on it yet. It's true. We're not even. On <laughs> we're not even on that track. I've tried to ask the questions, and we're just like, nope. Let's go back to what you were. <laughs> Can I can I tell one college story? Because I do want to do that. Wow. I want to tell I want to tell the story right. of how play play the stinger. Oh, do we not have one yet? I don't think we have a stinger. Oh, we need a stinger for our college. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? I think that would adequately do. <laughs> that that was said many times. Um, no, so I have a I have a headline for you. Chest almost dies due to HeroScape. How does that feel for a headline? Has it got your attention? No, I wouldn't read it. Good, because it's going to be a letdown of a story. Um, <laughs> so HeroScape was a game that we all played. I'm not going to explain it all to you. If you've never seen it, just go look it up. It's fantastic. We were, we miss playing it um, so much um, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. But we played it a lot, uh, specific years of college. And there was one year... It was right before Christmas break, I believe. And and I lived about 18 hours away, so it's a long haul. Um, and in my youth, I would drive that in one day because why not? And when you're a sophomore or a junior, I don't remember which year this was, in college, you are invincible and you can do anything. Um, because Did I hear sophomore? I said sophomore, but maybe right. I said sophomore. I've I've missaid things and been like, no, I said this, and then I went back and I'm like, no, they they were totally right. I heard sophomore, <laughs> but maybe not. Anyway, go ahead. When, when you're a sophomore or a frunier <laughs> in college, um, so so they so Kolb and Ben and a few other guys that set up here escape. It's this massive game, and there's a lot of pieces on a table in our lounge, in the middle of the the halls that we we abided in, and. They're like, hey, come join us for a game, and I'm like, yeah, we just got done with you know semester. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave tomorrow, and I'm all packed up. This is great, and I really was. I was ready to go. Car was packed, but I needed to go to sleep because I needed to get up and like drive at six a.m. So I wasn't getting because I lose an hour. So I'm already gonna get home at like eleven, and um, so I'm like, ah, oh, just one game. Yeah, right, just one game. Uh, so we play a game, which takes a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Hey, you know, you got one more in you." And I'm like, I always do. So I, I think I remember enough. this. There's some in... decent mm-hmm. amount of pressuring going on from your oh, yeah. good friends. <laughs> <laughs> your very good friends. Uh, yeah, most you know, some people get pressured into drugs and alcohol, and for me, it's role play board games. Um, but I guess and drugs play. and alcohol and drugs. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking this sparkling ice. Um, but. I played like probably two or three games and they're coupled. They're like two to four hours each games. And it got to the point where it was about four in the three to four in the morning. Um, and it's, and, and I, I'm like, okay guys, I'm sorry. I gotta go to bed. They're like, okay, we'll see, you know, see you after break. And I went back to my dorm room and I laid down on my bed and I was so wired from staying up that late and playing. I couldn't fall asleep. Hmm. I laid there for like probably a good half an hour, 45 minutes. By that time, it's like four to five in the morning. And I got it in my head 
as like an idiot that I was like, I'll just leave now. Right. I'll just drive to North Carolina oh, 18 gosh. hours. So I, I just get up, grab my backpack and head out the door at five in the morning um, with no sleep and probably have not had good sleep leading up to these days because it was finals week. And like we were during finals week, we only we never studied. We watch movies, play games, <laughs> video game tournaments like we never actually did anything productive. Um, and so I was probably already not sleep and I get like an hour down the road and start swerving across lanes. Oh, like man. you so died, bad. didn't you? I did. That's the, <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the EMTs resuscitated me. And I, I was like, it. dang here. I've never played a board game since. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why the story was such a, not a disappointment because it was so exciting. No, I, I pulled, but it was sketchy. I pulled over to a rest stop and slept until the sun came up. And that is like a no, 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 no. When you're traveling, is you're not supposed to sleep at rest stops. That's just like safety 101. Uh, but I, I locked my doors and and slept until the sun came up for like a good two hours, and then drove 18 hours. Yeah, you're not Still. you're not supposed to rest at a at a rest stop. Yeah, mm -mm. it's not you, very wise. You just want to stop and go and not go rest. To the I should call it a not rest stop. They should yeah. call it a bathroom stop. That's what it is. It's mm. a bathroom stop. They should call it bathroom stops. Um, but yeah, so it, so it, Hero Escape almost killed me in, indirectly. That's why I didn't put it in the headline because that sounds lame. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, Go Ben, I, uh, to your point, uh, I wouldn't read that either. <laughs> well that's I, gonna do it for tonight folks thanks for stopping in <laughs> we are almost 15 minutes <laughs> if you've stuck with us this far we're gonna start talking about mega megalobox um so funny <laughs> hopefully you the the viewer listener will like that you just like us at this point i hope all two of you um, still stay mm. with us. It's funny because there's three of us. So if there's two listeners, one of us isn't listening to our, our own show. Anyway, we're in episode seven tonight. Seven, eight, and nine. Just going to jump back in here. We get us on track. We're back on. We are now on track. Uh, we are in episode seven, eight, and nine, folks, of Megalobox season two. And it's been a ride. Uh, the last episode's had us with a shot of Joe walking off into a dark road. Um, and the gang, the kids that are a little bit older are still pretty down on Joe. They're not, uh, they're not really accepting him back. Hmm. The girl in particular is like, yeah, kind of got mixed feelings, but in the end, like, no, I can't respect that. He walked away. Satchio is all over the place. Emotionally. I feel like he has a lot of highs and lows emotions the the restaurant kid is more into Joe I think at this point he's like he's glad he's back um he's pretty emotional and yep. then the Santa I never remember his name so appropriate for you know the day after Christmas Santa the newspaper reporter uh he's he's he I can't really figure him out sometimes but um hmm. but yeah that's where we're at so then so now now we're in um episode seven eight nine and it's this is a twist, I think. This is an interesting uh, direction in some ways. 
So uh, would I'm not going to make Kolb do it. Would anybody like to sum it up? Not me. Hmm. But Kolb doesn't have to do it, but I'm not going to. I do don't it. mind doing it. Um, I think, to be honest, I think we could do seven by itself. But what do y'all think from what you remember about... Um, let's see. Let me just look at my notes. You could you could do seven. I'll do. You could do seven, and then eight and nine together, because nine was nine was a little more low key. All right, let's do seven. <clears throat> we are re- we are very prepared for this episode. Just so you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, episode seven. Uh, it it kind of starts out with Joe rebuilding the old gym. Okay, so the gym was wiped up, wiped off the face of the the continent by that typhoon from a year ago, and uh, Joe's rebuilding it. And <clears throat> the actual the actual episode starts with Yuri. We br- they bring Yuri back finally. We actually get to hear him speak, and I mean it was yes. it was great seeing him, even though he's still Agreed. in his wheelchair. Um, he's talking with his student. Uh, how do you guys pronounce his name? Liu, Liu, Liu. Um, I've been doing Liu, Liu in Liu. my head. Well, yeah, but it's UI, right? It's L I Liu. Yeah, Liu. Anyway, so he's training Yuri's. Yuri's training him, and he basically tells Yuri, "Like, I know that Joe wasn't a hundred percent when we fought. He wasn't the fighter that you fought, Yuri. So I still want to fight him again." And Yuri's like, "No, don't do it. You're not going to do it." Yeah, Joe's not the fighter he was, so it still wouldn't be worth it, that kind of thing. But Leo doesn't listen to him, and he goes to Joe and says, Hey, Joe, I want to fight you. Not not in the ring, not as a you know exhibition or a big event. I just want you to spar with me. I want you to train me too. Um, so it's it's more low-key, and I think uh, that's kind of why Joe does it. And Joe does. He, he agrees to it, and he goes to the fight. And those two, there's like a like, nice little a nice little fight between them in this episode uh, where we realize that Joe still has it. He's still, he's still got, he's yeah, still he got does. that fighting spirit. He gets a good knock counter punch yep. in there, which is pretty awesome. He got I'm some pretty moves. pumped. I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty pumped. This well, episode, boys. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, and then a new character kind of gets involved. Uh, his name is Mac and he's the guy that's going to be fighting Liu in the championship. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The championship yep. for this this new tournament. So we get a little bit of his backstory. We'll talk about that too. Um, and then this episode ends right before they fight. So I won't give any details about all that other stuff until we all talk about it. But that's kind of how this episode was. It was getting to know this new kid of Yuri's, showing that Joe still has his fighting spirit, and uh, and we get and we get Yuri back, which I was so happy about. Yes, we we got a lot of people back. Actually, I made a list. We got Yukiko coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wrote new season, new haircut because she she's hey. got short, short hair now. Get that um, haircut. We've got Yuri. We've got Yuri's dog. More importantly, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and then we we've yep Charles. We've got the the bro, uh, Michael, Michelle, Mikiko, whatever his name is. Mikiko. Um, Mikiko. Hey, he's he's becoming a decent character. You got to get his name. No, out. I I really like him. Actually, I think he ended well in season mm-hmm. one, and now we're just seeing like. Overall, he, I think mm-hmm. this is him. I think he just had a bad little. He he lost <laughs> lost his way. Um, yep. And then we we do have some new characters. We've got like you were saying, 
Yuri's apprentice. Uh, we've got Mac, and we've got this scientist guy who's come out. He's this young uh, kind of genius scientist. Nerd guy. boy, I call nerd him twerp. nerd boy. Yeah, that's what I call nerd him. boy. <laughs> The Torpy Nerd Boy uh, is who's behind Mac, who we'll get to in a minute, because Mac is Mac is the is the uh, it's, it's pretty in- yeah he's pretty intense because this fight that's coming up at the end is between Liu, who's the who is number one, and Mac is has risen to be number two, so it's not a small deal. Yeah, but I have a question for y'all. So so this season has been really different because last season. It was very linear. Like, this is the story of Joe. Here's his fight and his struggle. And you kind of could see where it's going. And I feel like we've we've all wrestled at some point with how this season is a lot different than that. And it, the I, I personally feel like the only consistent thread has been Joe. But viewing, like, different events, getting event, getting pulled into or involved in various events. So, like... We didn't even know this championship was going on, and all of a sudden, boom, Joe's like thrust into the championship fight, like being involved in an indirect way with this fight by sparring with Liu. So there's all these things, like you start learning all these backstories, but it's like all these tiny little stories that we haven't seen. We just see everything from Joe's like involvement. Maybe not his perspective always, but his involvement. That's how we get connected to all these things. And not a, not even all of them connect. Like some places throw you into a lot of plot lines and they all lead back. But I don't think that's always going to happen in this one. So how, how have y'all wrestled with like a bunch of new characters coming in? We've changed storylines a couple times in some ways. <clears throat> Maybe you don't have any feelings at all. I think Ben does, uh, but I'll go first for it because... Um... I kind of I kind of like it uh, that this is happening because the first season it revolves around Joe and his goal to get to fight Yuri in the championship. So the whole story is not only revolving around Joe, but it's revolving revolving around that plan to get there. This this new season it also revolves around Joe, but he's not the orchestrator of everything that's happening. Like you said, he's kind of taking him like a a backseat to stuff. But at the same time, all of these things that happen. Um, are because of Joe. Uh, with Chief, he was inspired by Joe being in Megalonia. Uh, then Yuri was obviously, he found Joe to be that perfect opponent to fight. So due to that, his new apprentice wants to be that, wants to have that same battle, basically, with someone who is worthy to fight. Um, and then this new Mac character, which we'll get into, uh, we find out later that he also was inspired by Joe's fight. So all of these things were because of Joe. And now he's kind of dealing with the fallout of all of that uh, from what he did in season one. So it, while he's not, he's still the main character and we're seeing everything through his eyes. Um, it's his kind of fault that all these things are happening. Not in, not that he meant for them to happen, but uh, they are. So I find that very interesting um, to watch. Mm. So I kind of like good. it. It's good. Ben. Anyway, well, let's move on so we don't hear Ben. Oh. <laughs> we are pretty short on time. So. Yeah, we got two and a half minutes here to wrap up the uh, all three episodes. Um, these three episodes were very good to me. Um, and one thing I, I know it's already been mentioned here, but I didn't realize how much I was missing Yuri um, mm. until he just every time he talks like. He just says something. You're like, oh, man, that was great. 
Uh, mm. oh, oh, yeah. Even just when the reporters were heckling him and asking him all these questions, he's just like, uh, you will just have to watch or you'll just have to come and find out or something. And just mm. you're just like, oh, this guy's great. Uh, <laughs> and there's some stuff in the other episodes, too, that I love for him. But that was one big thing for me. Um, I definitely felt Yuri's absence, like in hindsight now, thinking of the beginning of the season. Um, and that sparring session was, was, wait, that was this episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with Joe and yeah, we, we, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm it looking for episode. my, my all, my all caps because I had some, some crazy. If you, if you want to jump into the sparring session, that is a good spot. We, and I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, we don't necessarily have to, I was just kind of listing my feet, uh, based, based off your question there, just main feelings coming into these episodes which that that sparring session was just phenomenal um oh yeah it's because it's on the next page for me oh yeah joe in all caps let's go takes off the gear <laughs> oh my this is fantastic <laughs> same for same for uh leo or whatever this is amazing darn kids uh when they were recording and ran off uh that's just whole sequence got you me all kinds of kids jazzed up yeah so uh, the, yeah, the, all three of these episodes are really good to me. Uh, and then real quick, uh, I don't know if I should share this yet. I'll wait until the end of, the, end of this uh, episode to share my overall season one, two thoughts that I shared a bit of in our last episode because cool. those have been impacted. And yeah, I'll leave it there. So so Joe uh, gets invited by Liu, not in an unfriendly way, but in, in like a challenging way, like, hey, you know, this has not because he asks if Yuri's okay with him sparring with his pupil, and he's like, "This has got nothing to do with Yuri. I just want to fight you." And so he agrees, and and it's kind of this tense, but then gets more heartwarming uh, reunion where you know he walks in, and then Yuri's partner Jimmy, the guy who owns the gym, he welcomes him back. Yuri's dog welcomes him back, and even Yuri kind of welcomes him back, and so it, it gets friendly pretty quickly. Um, and then, yeah, Liu and, and Joe start sparring. I could not tell. Were they wearing just protective gear or some sort of like smaller, like uh, like actual gear, like motorized gear? Did it look like, what did it look like? I thought they were just boxing normal for a while. And then I felt at one point I thought they were in gear, but I couldn't tell. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was just training gear, so like it, it was protective, but it was also weighted. I feel or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I I didn't see or hear any gizmo stuff. I thought it was just protective gear, and Joe felt so constrained by that that he had to take it all off. Oh, so yeah. So good. speaking of all caps, I wrote yes, <laughs> Gearless is back, baby, because yep. he just like drops all the gear, and then Yuri, awesome as he is, he looks at Leo and he's like you're going to regret it if you don't fight him the same way. Yep. And he's yeah. like, you, you need to take off your gear. And then they take it all off and it's just, it's just, yeah, they're such naked. a fight. It's like, well, this is weird, but oh, it's just great. You know? <laughs> um, but, but it's funny because after they take off their gear, if you're paying attention to how they punch, it sounds like they have the intensity of fighting with gear on like those, like snap of like the muscles it sounds like when they're fighting with gear on, but they just, they obviously don't because they're not wearing any. And it has that intensity of like, they're really, really giving it their all. It's good. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> any, any comments, Kolb? 
about the fight. No, uh, I did. I did have a little cheer when he when he got mm-hmm. that one counter punch in right on his chin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was good. Just watch and, uh, it, people, and you'll you'll know what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, just watch it. Just watch so, it. So underlined all this. This is when I think it's definitely true. This is when Santa and I can never remember the restaurant kid's name, but they're watching this fight. And this is when it starts turning around for them of like, Joe is, he's still there and they, they can't help, but like get drawn back into him as a person. Cause they're like, he's yeah. still there. He's, he's still fighting. He did that punch. Um, well, that Santa kid uh, is kind of the one who orchestrated it. He's the one mm-hmm. who put the idea in Leo's mind when he was, yep. he get, when he was interviewing him. So yeah, I, was he doing it just for the story, or was he doing it to get Joe back in in the scene? I don't know. I don't know this kid's motivation just yet. Yeah, he is hard I, to figure out. Like you mentioned earlier, Chest, he's the tough one. I think he's both. I think he's kind of in the restaurant kids camp of like he looked up to Joe, but he he has that tough guy exterior of like I'm just in it for the money and a quick buck. Like he says that to Joe. I think either the, either this episode at the very end or at the beginning of the next one. Like if I can make a quick buck off of you, I will. You know. Don't underestimate for that. Um, this episode had a little bit of anime humor in it. Like, we've really shied away from that. But when Sachio headbutts Santa and knocks him out in the restaurant at the inn, it, he had that, like, dazed look. And he, like, it just was, it felt anime to me. And I haven't felt that from this show. And it, it made me laugh. Like, chuckle, like, out loud. I was like, mm, that's funny. They did that. Because it's just such an anime episode thing. He's like, walks off. He's like, Lisa didn't punch him. <laughs> and you're just like you still knocked him out <laughs> oh it's good it's good so let's finish this one by talking about mac because mac comes out intro for mac is great just like all those you know the fancy megalonia intros but you get a little glimpse of who mac is and what's special about him one of one of you tell us I forget it. Was it military or as a cop? Oh no, firefighter. He's, well, he was no, he was a no. boxer at first. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, I meant like then, how he got fi- firefighter. He, uh, firefighter. He was in fire force. Was he? Was he a firefighter? I thought he was a police yeah. officer. No, I'm pretty sure he was a firefighter. No, how do you get shot as a firefighter? He ran into a fire. It, it was that, a fire though that got him messed that, up. Yeah, he was. He ran into a burning building. I Maybe he was. He might a cop. have been a police officer though. But he did he, run into a burning building. I thought he was yeah. a police officer, and he he got shot in the spine, and he got. Am I am I mixing shows up? <laughs> you are. It was a fire for sure. It okay. was definitely it was a fire because he gets he carried out on a stretcher, and they all call him a hero for running in and saving those people. Yeah. He okay. runs in to save kids from a burning building. Sure. All right. And I'm getting it wrong, but anyway, he's uh a- after that he's paralyzed, uh, full body p- paralysis. Uh, and so his backstory, he, he's, he's kind of depressed. And then this, this whiz twerp kid, he comes around with his technology, uh, with the assistance of Yukiko and her, uh, organization. And they make this, this chip that goes into his brain that like revitalizes all of his nerve endings. Um, so now he can move around again. It takes, obviously he's got to go through physical therapy and all that, but uh, after a while, he gets he gets back on his feet, and he he wanted to have that pride of being a boxer again, so his son could could see him in the ring and be proud of him. Um, and he works his way up to that, and he makes it there. And now he's as 
you had said earlier, he's number two in the whole tournament. So that's his backstory. He was paralyzed, and because of this brain chip, he's he's now a fighter again. And uh, and he um, he was known for having a very mixed streak uh, when it before. Yeah. He was yep. a he was aggressive. He didn't have control of his emotions, and he fought poorly because of that. And so he would win, but but mainly lose. And now that he's gone through a lot of discipline mentally with this other role in his life he's come out stronger for it and he is able to handle his emotions with the and and then the physical assistance of that chip and then at the end of so you get all this kind of little little bit of backstory and then um at the end he walks on to the ring and he looks at joe and it just kind of cuts out like it's this intense and even the commentator's like whoa he's looking he's looking not at not towards the other side, but he's looking at the legend, Gearless Joe. And everyone's like looking like, what's happening? And then just cuts out. Um, so then episode eight opens up and we can tackle eight and nine together. Um, because it, it there's like part one of eight and then part two of eight and the and nine kind of kind of blend together. Um, but yeah. Then it goes into the fight with Mac and Liu. Liu comes out on stage. Uh, I loved Liu's opening. and um, But Liu comes out on stage. I'll run through just part one real quick. Um, and and they have a very intense fight that we will definitely talk about. Uh, and then it cuts to the... There's a little... You know, the title card that cuts halfway through. And it ends with... Liu getting knocked out horribly, spoiler, and and in critical condition, and Mac is the champion, but he throws this little like look over his shoulder, and because of how he wins, I had some suspicions about some things, but that's kind of part one. Um so Cole, would you like to summarize the rest of the episodes since you do so so well? I struggled through it, but I did that. Well, we can't really talk about much more after until we talk about that fight, right? That's true. Let's just stop there. Um, yeah. So, the fight. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, pretty much every boxing like fight uh, movie. Uh, even like MMA, I feel like the typical pace is somebody comes out strong and is doing really well, and then the other person comes back and wins. That's just mm-hmm. typically how those fights go. Eh, you could say that's fights in general in movies and stuff. Uh, so they're already setting the stage for Leo to win this thing because he's mm-hmm. saying he's going to... I, I was certain... And after I finish here, I want to hear what you guys think, too, about, about kind of your takes on who would win. I was certain Leo was going to win this fight. Um, they set the stage. Hey, I'm going to fight Joe afterwards. Uh, even the fight started round one. Mac was winning. And you're like, oh, yeah, OK, he's going to come out brute force. And then Leo bounces back and just starts ripping into him. And it's like, wow, this is going to be an early KO. Um and that was not at all what happened. I was shocked how this fight went down. Um, and I loved, I loved, loved it. I didn't like mm-hmm. uh, him getting 
hit the way he did. I was, I, mm-hmm. I was like sincerely worried about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I didn't like that, but I love that nothing about this fight was at least the result, not what I was expecting. Um, so I appreciate that the show did that. They just set it up so well for Leo to win this thing. And then he did not. Um, I guess the one predictable thing, if you were just thinking of like the chip aspect, well, Max got to win because of the chip and then the story that, uh, will go that way. But I was just thinking of it purely as a, how do these boxing things usually go? It's whoever comes out winning at the beginning is probably going to lose. Uh, but yeah, loved it. Loved it. I was very happy with the fight. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know why after episode seven, I was like, I don't dislike either one of these fighters coming into the fight, like Mac or Liu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liu's first name is Edison, by the way, which I find hilarious. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edison Mac, Liu. Yeah. Edison Liu versus Mac Rosario. Anyway, uh, so I was like, I wrote that down on my notes. I was like, I don't dislike either one of these characters, but then something in my mind, I was like, or do I? Do I dislike one of these guys? I had this weird feeling about Mac the whole time. And I don't know why. And so the whole time I didn't, I thought Liu would lose because something was just odd about this whole fight. Yeah. Uh, like, but, you know, Yuri's like, okay, he's got the win. Joe's like, oh, you, Liu's got the win for sure. Um, like, that's what the whole first round was about. Liu was just kind of testing everything to kind of gather what Mac's abilities were. And then right. Liu dominates round two. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. he should win this. And then, yeah, he just, he gets dot, like destroyed in in, yeah. in the round three. Uh, to the point where he is now in, I don't know if you said it, he's in the ICU now after the fight. I, yeah, it, it, it that'd be like right after that cutscene. But yeah, yep. so he, I, I was not, I'm, I'm in Ben's camp. I did not expect Mac to win. Um, I didn't expect him to win like that. Yeah, as the fight is progressing, I I'm like, okay, yeah, there's there's the the wonder kid, you know, Liu is coming out and and uh, he's got it, and um, and and then it it does a, the show does a really good job. I think is this is another step of it tackling this problem in society of of pushing boundaries, and and as we talk about what happens, you know, you'll see why. Um, but pushing boundaries that shouldn't be pushed. And so Mac is losing heavily. And then what happens, viewers, if you've not seen it, is we get this zoom in of he actually gets cut above the eye and he's got blood in his eye. And he get a zoom into that eye and it like dilates like crazy. And you're like, something's not right. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I literally wrote down like that was not human, like how fast he started moving. And it's like his body kicks into overdrive without him in control of it. And just right. he just does like a one-two punch to Liu's gut and knocks him off. And then Yuri's trying to – he's like, throw the towel, throw the towel. Like throw the – you know, call the fight. We've lost. We're, 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 we're saying we're done. But as the towel is being thrown in the air, um, it's fluttering, and Mac doesn't see it, and he just clocks Yuri in the face and Liu. knocks him – Sorry, yeah, <laughs> not Yuri. That would be rough. Um, <laughs> knocked a man right out of his wheelchair. Out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was very unexpected. And then Liu gets punched. No, he punches Liu, and in, in it, in it is clear like this is bad. 
Like he's hurt. He's hurt him. And Liu yeah. goes down. Even as Mac is getting raised and like his son runs on and he's he's like being lifted up as like the winner. Liu is has like three or four EMTs around him. And he's already on air and it's just yeah. like clearly he is oh. very very hurting. And that for me was when I didn't know if it was I didn't like Mac, but I wrote down. I literally divided this up into two parts in my notes, and I said something is going on. I don't know if it's the if it's the the neural link that they put in, but some, that wasn't possible. That wasn't possible. So either he wasn't in control of his body, and his body was reacting to something artificial, or because of this, he's able to do crazy stuff, and he he is in control. And that little look over the shoulder was like maybe that's just him, and he is crazy. And like like Culp said, maybe he's not the good wholesome hero that we think he should be um so that was my thoughts leading up to the title yeah that look over the shoulder that you're talking about he was looking at joe so was he was that what i I had the impression he was looking at joe what do you think i was thinking the same yeah yeah because he's he's, he looks like he's you know he's pleasantly surprised that he won the fight he's hugging his son he's you know like like a normal win in a boxing match but then then that look over his shoulder makes him look like he's I'm calling Joe out now and it's very malicious looking. It's not, it is, it's really, it's not dark. the face he had going into the fight or the face he had winning the fight. It's yeah. It's or like, with his, with his family, he's done interviews right. with his family and he looks like this, this hero. He looks yes. like a, like a, and you know, he, this is an interesting thing because of how the show's going. He is an immigrant, but I can't tell if he's illegal because he's a hero to everybody. Nobody's making a big deal out of it, but he's clearly from the same yeah. community that Chief is from. And why and do you say been... that? Well, what, for one... What evidence it, is there? Well, for one, his name, his the, there's there's that, that Ben's signaling that I'll say. His, his son speaks Spanish, which is what the immigrants have spoken. Mm-hmm. He kneels, and Joe gets a flashback. He kneels before he goes like from his corner, and Joe gets a flashback to Chief kneeling at his son's mm-hmm. grave. So you see that imagery, but then there's hummingbird imagery. And is that when he wins? There's a hummingbird that flows around him? Goes like right? in a chest. Yeah, it's like this vision like, that he gets oh. of like that he that a hummingbird allowed him to win and, and you get this like, okay, maybe we should be cheering for him and but not really. Like that was kind of messed up. And so that was that was a connection point to that that arc that we've had before. Um and more of that comes in these two episodes. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't actually have that much. I don't feel like much happened in the second part. It was a lot of exposition, a lot of zooming in on some characters, slowed (laughs) down a lot. Um, I guess stuff happened, but it wasn't like the action. Does that make sense? Yeah. You had a contradictory moment. You're like, not a lot happened. It's all exposition, which means it's all storytelling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not a lot of nothing happens except the story, you know? Who cares about yeah. the story? Yeah. So I have some Yuri, uh, Yuri tidbits. If uh, yeah. we can have some Yuri yeah, keep, tidbits. Keep going. Keep going. Um, it, there's just uh, so much in all three of these episodes. I loved uh, that little moment of him as a coach when that round ended and Leo sat down in the corner and Yuri just said, thoughts, Leo. He has so much respect for his guy. And I think it's probably just his style of coaching that he's not just like barking things that he needs to do. He wants to hear from his guy what adjustments you needed to do. Okay, go do it. Um, I like that. Um, I love the foresight, and maybe everyone in the building knew this was coming, but it felt like Yuri knew 
a little earlier than everybody else that Leo's in some serious trouble. I need to throw this stinking towel. And he does it immediately. He doesn't uh, bless his heart, mm. but he doesn't pull a Rocky Balboa, um, you know, and waits too long on his boy Creed. Like he right away throws the towel and knows and then smash. And holy cow. Um, and then in the waiting room, I really yeah. like that scene. Uh, Yuri and Joe, Yuri and Joe just in a scene and a shot together is gold to me. <laughs> um, it has been since the beginning, uh, and it still is just their little conversation together. Uh, Yuri talking about like, yeah, this, this fights, your, your fight's going to have to wait, or he's done fighting. And Joe's like, he's, he's in there fighting right now. Um, and just, just, I, I just love their little dialogue together and they're they're very complimentary um to each other and so yeah those are some tidbits tidbits from ben Cole, do you have direct th- <laughs> sorry we should acknowledge that do you <laughs> have the stinger thoughts? for that one uh tidbits from ben oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um do you have any direct thoughts of like that that second half of the episode um well yeah i mean there's some big reveals in it. Right. I mean, the not only that, but there's that scene, not with, not just with uh, Joe and Yuri, but uh, Yukiko and her, her brother, Mikio, have that, that scene. It kind of, he, again, this is why Mikio's kind of doing this. <laughs> for all of you who can't for, see. <laughs> for, for those who can't see, Colt did an upward <laughs> movement with his hand going from the bottom of the screen to the top, meaning uh, the character's getting better over time. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so he, he tells his sister, like, hey, this company you're in, uh, that chip that you put in, in Mac's brain, there's something wrong with it. Like, you know, and I'm I'm going to do some research and I'm going to post my, not post, but I'm going to print my findings. And yes. she's like, well, why would, why would you do that? You know, you're going to go up against this great company, Roscoe, and Roscoe's the company. Uh, and you're gonna make yourself look like a fool. And he, <laughs> I love his response. Is he's like, ah, I left all my foolish pride in the ring that day. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't care about my pride anymore. I'm just gonna do what I'm you gonna do. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that was great. So, so, so him being the 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 tech guy that he is, not only with that, but he also had um, his own company. He knows a lot about that stuff uh, to begin mm-hmm. with. There's something wrong with Mac's chip, and he found yeah. that out. Yukio, Yukio uh, didn't quite understand that, or she didn't want to understand that, um, and that'll bleed over into the next episode. But um, that's kind of the big things that happen in the second half. You got a good, yeah. a lot of good moments, but now we're realizing Mac's chip is is doing something. Is is this episode? See, this is where they blend together. Is this episode or? Or uh, the second episode where the scene of him eating with his family, which do you remember? I guess next, it doesn't matter. We'll uh, just talk n- about next, it. next episode. This okay. episode ends. Another typhoon is coming. Yeah. Um, but the, the hummingbird, the hummingbird book, right? Is that it? That's the next one. That's how the next one ends. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember when that is. Uh, so a typhoon is coming. Mac is watching his fight on the screen. Mm just that part where he actually beats uh, Liu and he's got a very concerned look on his face and we don't know why. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't understand what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And, but it's also has that whiz kid twerp dancing. Like he's, 
the king yes. of the world right now. Yeah. Um, so that it, dance. That dance was annoying. Uh, and oh, that's how the episode terrible. ends. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the yeah. last thing I've written down. <laughs> Creepy dance. And uh, <laughs> and then episode nine, we get more of the same in this one. We get a lot of we get some explanation. Um Yukiko comes to so there's there's like a lot of separate tracks going on uh, and not all of them are, are I feel like again like last season it was all leading to the same thing and in this one we've got some some plot lines that are parallel but not not like oh we're leading to this fight um, but anyway Yukiko comes to the the kid brings him in for a conference and says I need all the data because her brother clues her in like hey there's some unreleased data about Bess, B-E-S, the system that's in Mac's brain. You need to get that. Um, you could go ask for it. And the kid's like, sure, yeah, I'll give it to you in the name of partnership. But uh, but you're getting cold feet, like you're going to pull out on us uh, for the money and all this stuff. And she's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, we're just we're just investigating. Um, and he's like, OK, fine. But then later he's talking to his assistant and he who is a professor at, or no, the lead over a university where her brother works. And he's like, you need to, you need to end this. He's printing this stuff. You need to get rid of it, fix this. Uh, and he says something really shady. Cause he says, send her the data with all the usual tweaks. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, there's some shady stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac has an episode separately with his family. He's eating, he's about to eat dinner and she she clinks his wife clinks a cup and it zooms in on that sound and it's like ptsd moment and he goes stone-faced his hands are actually frozen in the air his son climbs out of his hands but he's still stuck in this position like on his back like where he was holding his son in the air and then his son goes to eat and he swipes the food away from his son and starts eating it on the ground like an animal that's what it looked like and you're like uh, I thought he was going to attack his son, to be honest. I got, I really, was, I got I really, really scared. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, um, but he didn't. Yeah, me, he, me too. Yeah. So he didn't. He, But he has this mental breakdown. And you're like, what is that? Um, and uh, and you start seeing this battle between um, uh, the brother and the sister, like finding their morals and like figuring out that this is this is bad. Uh, Yukiko also learns that that the scientist Tweeb uh, plans to militarize <laughs> the 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 system, and yeah. she's not okay with that because that's the that's the road she went down before. Yeah. So she she's like, I am in all sorts of trouble now. Um, hmm. But but this one I do, and at the end I do have it written here. Um, this is the way that episode ends is the typhoon hits and Joe and the gang are holding tarps down over the old gym that he has started to put back together with the help of half the gang, um, Santa and the restaurant kid. Um, and they're holding a tarp down. Aragaki's there. Um, what's her name? The little girl comes. Um, Ochio. And Ochio. And then it's a big through, moment through. Yeah. It's a really it's big, a big moment, moment for Joe and the gang. Um, no, I and, meant for the, the girl showing up just in the oh, way yeah. she did. Like she's not been on board at all this whole time. Like the, the episode starts with just a couple of them helping Joe and it's like, Oh, this is cool. This is really nice. But Oichio and Sachio Sachio are still not there. Still not mm-hmm. coming around. So her yeah. like 
it was it felt pretty significant like just kind of showing up and grabbing that rope and mm -hmm. that was cool that was and cool. the and the, the uh, mac is reading a bird uh a bird a book to his son <laughs> that is basically basically it's called the nomad and the the hummingbird and it's like the big symbolism of the whole season it's joe as the nomad and the hummingbird as as this way home and that's that's kind of how it ends is uh is joe realizing that he still has a home to come to be at in some ways uh and 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 uh even if it's messy um but there's also some specifics that i'd love for y'all to clue in on like like sachio you see sachio fighting he wins a match yeah in that one um so so what are y'all's thoughts as we've learned this is a lot of learning in this these yeah this a lot of good a information for us yeah so how are you feeling about the story now because you got a lot more context. Uh, yeah, this is a yeah a heavy character episode. Uh, it just goes one after the other um, character relationships. It starts with Yikigo and the Wiz Kid uh, and his deception there. Then uh, is it Joe? Joe's talking with Liu in the uh, in the ICU, and he's like, "Well, I'm I may never recover, but I still want to mm -hmm. I still want to fight." And you, you kind of get his determination to get back on his feet. Um, you kind of learn why Sachio is so angry and why he does what he does because you know he he feels like he's responsible for for pushing Joe away and because of that he feels like he needs to lead the gang now, um, you know. And then you got the whole gang protecting the the new gym from the storm, uh, and you also get Mac and the Wiz Kids relationship together. This is where we learn that Mac, when he goes into that primal weird mode, he doesn't remember anything. So there's more information yeah. there. Uh, and the whiz kid's like very reassuring to him. But then at the same time, he doesn't want to listen and he wants his product to be working yeah. right. Um, so we learn a lot about every single character in this episode. Um, and I was already on board. I really liked, I liked where this season was going. So this is, this was a good episode for, for those who like story. So Ben, it, you can mix this in, but also I'd love to hear, how we're feeling about the season because Cole, like where we're landing that would be a good tack on just to keep going because Cole kind of answered that so what, what are your thoughts on this expositional episode as well as how you're feeling now about the story because you've mentioned these were big heavy hitting episodes for you yeah no pun intended very nice well um another character is cool to see more of uh i his character has just been great is aragaki just, mm. I mean, I, I still think back to their mm. fight, and mm. their He's fight great. was one of the best ones. So good. So good. But, like, they even did, I don't know if it was in these episodes, they did a really quick flashback to a moment in their fight, and I'm like, wow, that was some of the best of season one, is their story, their encounter, the resolution. So, anyways, it was cool, because he was at Sachio's fight, and he was trying to give Sachu again the scholarship so, or something or something. So a recommendation school. from yeah. an engineer that so he could become an engineer like his original dream. That's right. We th yeah. I thought it was money, but it was a recommendation letter. Yeah. So that again, it's just like all these little pieces, and then the flashback with because you know Joe uh, Joe goes to Pop's grave and Sachio is there, mm -hmm. and Sachio slugs him one again, knocks him down again, uh, and Joe just starts walking towards him. And I was thinking it was going to be the stereotypical moment where 
the character thinks he's about to get punched and then he just hugs him, which I love, but I also like <laughs> what he actually did, which was just walk past him and go to the grave, pay his respects and put down the flower. And they brought us to that flashback of pops. It, 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 it's making everything more and more understandable as we go, because Joe wasn't in defiance to pops pops in defiance to Joe or anything. They just, I think they just realized they probably kept too much from the kids. Uh, but they use the phrase, uh, the lights, like Joe is doing this for the lights to keep the light. Like he's doing this for, he doesn't want the lights to go out. The lights being like pops being the, the, the family, the actual gym, like all these things that Joe is trying to keep together. Uh, and so that scene, I like that scene coming out. And Pop, Pops said to not tell Joe. Uh, he, coughs, Sasha, he coughs really bad. And he yeah. says, don't, don't tell Joe. I don't, don't want him to be He'll worried. Distracted. Yeah, so it's just like another moment. Like Because before it's like, wow, Joe is such a jerk. Why did he go to the fight? Why did he not come back? Why did he? And we keep hearing little tidbits of he still shouldn't have run away. We We know that no matter what we find out, he should not have run away. But every little thing is a little more understandable and a little more forgivable the more information we get. So to go back, I'm going to derail us a little bit to go back to your point of, you thought that Joe was going to hug him instead. I was expecting that too, but you know what I really (laughs) wanted to happen? I wanted him to like headbutt him really hard. (laughs) And like, cause Sacho was kind of getting on my nerves a little. Uh, yeah. I wanted what happened in the scene in, in Trigun. Remember uh, when he's on the sand steamer with that kid and the kid's freaking yeah. out and he just he's, <laughs> keeps headbutting him like one after the other as he says one word each time he headbutts the kid. Like, why don't you calm down? And each time he said, I wanted Joe to do that. Uh, <laughs> it would have it would have so ruined the funny. moment for sure, but I would have laughed so hard and that's what I wanted to see. That's, but this was more so emotional funny. and it made more sense. I, I wanted <laughs> Vash. I wanted Vash to show up and headbutt. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> um, but but you know what's interesting? I realized Ben that to to your point about understanding better, like we as a viewer have been following Joe. I don't think we've seen it through his eyes as much as we've been following him, and we've been getting little pieces. And it's been hard because you you get all this. It, this has been a heavy season. Like there's always heavy stuff happening, and and that's what I wrote down about like the past episode and a half was like, this is a really dark and heavy, like Leo is crippled. All this stuff is happening. Um, but I feel like we've been watching Joe and we've, we've been asked to give our judgments based on what we know. And so, like you said, you're like, ah, Joe's kind of a jerk or a coward or insert, you know, your descriptor here. And then every time we get a little bit, it, it's, it's, it's this show of this, this season about handling grief and understanding people and forgiving and like working through it as a family because that's what families do. So like, yeah, this guy ran away, ran away, but Sachio, there's even more to, that you don't understand. You thought you had the whole picture, but even pops was on board mm-hmm. and like, he kind of forgot about it. Cause what Joe says when he puts the flower down, he only says one thing. And then the, and then the present scene, it, the next present scene is Sachio at the grave by himself and Aragaki's watching him. And all Joe said was, I just want the lights to come. I just want the lights to come back on or something like something very close. Like I want to get the lights back on. And then it flashes back. Like you were saying to all this stuff that pops was saying about Joe's trying to keep the lights on. And you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, 
yeah, I can I can empathize with Sachio. He's trying to step into Joe's shoes. They're too big for him, literally, uh, with all the megalonia stuff, but also like emotionally. Um, but then on the other side, like you know, you are kind of being a jerk to him because even Pops, that like Pop says, our whole dream was always to get his dream for him yeah. to fight. And so Pops is still in his corner even when he's dying. And it's like he's even allowing Joe to process on his own how his how Pops' his own death is going to affect him. He's like, I know he has to do this, so I'm going to push him to do this. And you're just like, man, like Pops is such a central figure and you didn't even know it until season two comes around that everybody was so like like interconnected. And it's good. It's good. I think we're, we're starting to like have to rethink a lot of our character assumptions um, about our old characters, at least the new characters, you know, we're still getting information and stuff, but, but uh, it's, it's good. It's been, it's been good. I, I, I personally have enjoyed where this season is going and has gone. Yeah. A couple small things. And then I'll give my, my final, you know what, uh, mm. just have to mention it never gets old Joe riding his bike. I love it every time. <laughs> every time I'm just like, bike. this is great. I, I don't good, care where you're bike. driving. I don't care what the weather is. I It's just like, it's just enjoyable. I don't know. Uh, and uh, one question I had, I'm assuming this was just revealed at some point and I totally missed it. But whenever uh, Mac was tucking in his kid, he had a scar on his chest and he zipped mm. it up. Was that significant? Do we know what that is? What that was? I don't think so. No, you're it talking about the kid. The kid had a scar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. We don't know yet what that okay. is. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like what? 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 The kid is asleep, and one of his shirt buttons is unbuttoned, and his dad comes, buttons it up again. Like Mac is like an amazing father. That's what's hard about mm-hmm. Matt, the Mac character. It's like he's a he's a family man. You've yet to see a significantly villainous moment from him on purpose, but you. There? I was all I took from that was there's some additional hardship I don't know about this family. Yeah, that's all okay. I took. Okay, that's that's what I was thinking. I was just like, wait, I bet that was <laughs> that was after the credits again. Oh, you didn't <laughs> see that whole? Did you skip yeah. an episode? Because who was... would skip an episode? <laughs> it was. Yeah, I was about to talk about previous ones. Uh, as yeah, yeah, it's just so funny. Um, okay, so. <laughs> What I was going to say earlier that I wanted to wait until now. So I was rethinking the first season. First season was explosive. Uh, It was just nonstop. Fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Um, And he climbed to the top and he won. So when I think of that and I think of what could they do for season two? They can't do the same thing. At least they can't start the same way. Okay, so what are they going to do? Well, what what do you ever do whenever like someone just climbs to the top, kills it, rocks it, everything's great? Is you got to bring them down, um, being the hero? Yeah. So, uh, that doesn't mean all of a sudden I think it's referring to season two now that I now think it's great because that was their only option. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, I still just love the goodness all the time. Um, you know, I want my cake. I want to eat it too. And then I want my ice cream. Mm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And so, I, but I appreciate it more. I understand it completely. This is what you had to do because what their, what their goal here is, I'm assuming, I think they're going to accomplish it. Um, so I, I have lots of excitement and hope here is reach a higher, higher. And for those who couldn't see me there, I put my hand <laughs> above the camera. The guys couldn't yeah. even see how high I put my hand. His, so he could touch the ceiling. I don't know. Yeah. It could have yeah, been 10 I'm, feet above. I don't know. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all in. Uh, I really enjoyed these three episodes. Uh, I don't all of a sudden think one through six were great. I think they did their job. I think they could have been better. Um, I think they did what they needed to, which is just like, oh, man, what's going on with Joe? What's going on? Oh, he's puking. Oh, he's oh, drugs. You know, it, 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 I, I'm in, and I think they can get us to even higher heights than they did um, last season by kind of bringing us down. Uh, so, yeah, all to say, I think their option was to either to stop at the end of season one or do what they're doing now, which is bring the hero down and then bring him back up again. Yeah. And it is an interesting parallel that you bring up because season one, he's he's held down in this low esteem state for reasons not his own, you could say. And with help of others, he climbs to the top, but still does it because of who he is. Like he it wouldn't have worked with another character because he's Joe, but he does need help. He gets help. He builds a team. He gets a family. He overcomes obstacles this season. He's doing the same thing. But it's, you could argue, it's all because of his own making, like you were referencing earlier. So he's still overcoming these adversities and he's climbing up. And, you know, we will see how our predictions go, but he might end up back on top in a different way. Yeah. And I think if you, if you, if you lay them parallel, for those of you who can't see my hands, they're parallel trajectories. He doesn't have hands. <laughs> we can't That's even why see you him. can't see is why you can't see him. It's just this parallel story of like a, someone going from the bottom to the top. And it, it still revolves around who the person is and the help that they receive along the way. <laughs> just like that. <clears throat> For those of you who can't see Ben, his hands are mysteriously gone. Um, mysteriously um but yeah so i'm excited i think we finally have hit a point where we're all excited to see like what comes next mm-hmm. uh we're, we're kind of we're, we're back on the edge of our seat in a lot of ways yeah oh we didn't say what the very end was i know i was waiting for that, that. goodness <laughs> i've been waiting like we're 10 minutes to it. say something <laughs> go up, say it no i don't okay so the episode oh. ends with a newspaper being thrown uh, to Jimmy's gym. Is that what it's called? Jimmy's gym. Anyway. Uh, and Jimmy, the, Jimmy John's. Yeah. And the, the headliner part of it was, it's basically a formal challenge that Mac is making to Joe. So now we know that, well, we can assume that Joe is going to take it. Um, mm-hmm. We can hope that we he's going to take it. Four. He, he might say four episodes. Yeah, though. he might say no, and the rest of the episodes are him just building the gym up. Who knows? Uh, but... <laughs> that would be morally great. Yeah, I would feel uh, very accomplished. The family coming together. Anyway, but we can all assume that Joe's going to accept that challenge after a while, and we're going to get that fight between, you know, micro trip in the brain guy who goes animalistic versus gearless Joe. 
gear list. And it'll so. be very interesting to see. Someone that that's it. Flush the toilet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. They flushed the toilet yeah. and it's coming my way. Uh, Ooh. Oh spicy. my. I'm um, recording in a, probably... in a cistern, by the way. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so echoey. <laughs> oh, well, folks. You stuck with us through thick and thin through this episode, and we really appreciate that. You did Thank great. You. Uh, and I'm going to make you wait a little bit longer because I was looking things up. Mac got paralyzed because he was in the middle of a shootout. Not because of a fire. He may have done something in a fire, but he got paralyzed because he got shot in the back. I was right. Oh, you were right. Okay, we were both right. We were both right. You were more right, but we were both right. Because he did do the fire, and that made him a hero. And yeah. then he got shot in the back. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Cold. And you're right. Which, which makes sense. I do remember now because they had like all these vigils and people had signs. Um, that makes sense. I still don't remember. <laughs> I just remember the fire. But I, I believe you, <laughs> especially if maybe, you check maybe after the, Mr. Google. Maybe the fire shot him. You know? No. Uh, I don't think so. I've heard about that. It happens. It's when you stay up too late playing Heroescape and then you. You drive late in the night, and a fire shoots you in the back, and and then you know it would have made your story better. I mean, if I was in New Jersey, if if your if that drive was to New Jersey, it was the same. (laughs) And then I needed gas. You gave us the prequel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is why I'm here to provide mediocre anecdotes. But it's good. Mm. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, we can just rip apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Hey, we're a team, you know? Yep. Somebody's got to be the restaurant kid. It's mm-hmm. got to be me. Yep. Making the food that holds the glue of the meat together. Hey, my brother-in-law, what? who will remain <laughs> nameless. <laughs> I, you like how quickly I moved from that? Uh, that was good. He was wondering if uh, anyone leaves comments, and I said, I don't think so yet. I think I've done a couple, but people, feel free to throw comments in there. I, I, I yeah. think you've done this a few times, Jess, but yeah. Well, Questions I don't know where to do it. or whatever. So yeah. people, yeah, like what Ben said, some, some of our Spotify, uh, well, so this is the thing. Our, our platform is, is made by Spotify. So they have this nifty little plug that lets you build in like polls or questions. And I have left some of those on the episodes. So you feel free to comment on those. Um, if, if, uh, if you desire them to be made public, we can do that, but most of them are just going to be private. So we see them. Um, but you can also email us at three dads talking about anime at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's just the name of our podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we will uh, respond within one to 20 business days. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we, we would love to hear from you. So um, it, I'll, I'll try to figure out a way if there's, I know, for example, on iTunes, you can leave reviews. Uh, I know that they do a lot of reviews on their podcast. Most other podcasting places don't, but I'll try to put some more polls and and questions on spotify if you listen there as well so check those out and uh we'd love to hear from you on that good old email 
And uh, with that, we'll sign off. We will see y'all next week. Have a good one. What do you get when you add two plus one? You get three dads talking about anime. What do you get when three guys love anime? You get three dads talking about anime. What, what do you get when those three guys, guys love guys having start having, uh, having kids dads and so become fathers and each have kids went on the each separate ways what happens so you, you get, get three dads talking about anime three, three dads three dads talking about anime, anime.